0: yet has mattered. Yesterday, Miguel Andujar got picked up by, I don't know, somebody. Doesn't matter. JT Brubaker was activated off the 60-day IL. O'Neill Cruz was activated. You know, we're looking for little, little stuff. Little stuff. Beginning to build toward, ideally, big stuff. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. It's going to happen. There's going to be a real transaction that's the icebreaker out of all this. I'm going to continue to insist that it'll be first base. And within that, I'm going to continue to insist that it'll be Carlos Santana. But then what do I know? I didn't have the Cubs stealing (laughs) Craig Council and replacing David Ross without Ross even knowing about it on my offseason bingo card, not to change the subject. I do see Charrington as beginning to set up his 40-man roster for, A, the Rule 5 draft, which ideally they won't blow this year the way they did last year. In losing Blake Sable in the Rule 5 draft to the Giants, never, ever, ever want to see that happen. As I'm constantly harping on this program, the most important talent that you have to evaluate is your own. So the first thing that you can hope for out of this offseason is that the Pirates don't just hand somebody away. Duhar, who was lost yesterday, I know there's people who, who believe in Anduhar's AAA numbers, especially since he had a good rookie season a long time ago with the Yankees. No. Okay. Don't, don't fret over stuff like that. He had his opportunity. In the system, he had his opportunity in Pittsburgh every once in a while. He'd look like he could put some of that together in the majors, but he's got 4A screaming all over the back of his figurative baseball card. But you never know. And you got to be at least as sure as you can be in leaving players unprotected or casting them off. That's all we've seen so far. It's its either been a cast-off of players that they don't like anymore or who are hurt, like Harlan Garcia, and it's just kind of emptying out a given room in the house so that you've got somewhere for the new guys to sleep. That's That's what's happened so far. Now, where it gets complicated is this. Because Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap or salary cap system, meaning the maximum amount you can spend as well as the minimum amount you can spend, you have no idea what the Pirates' range is or what even it should be. So if you look at the most recent spot track projection for where the Pirates payroll will end up and understand there's a difference between that and looking at the players who are currently signed on the current roster or still have arbitration pending and whatever else here and saying, aha, here's how much they're actually committed to that number. Doesn't mean anything. The way more important one is the one that spot track puts together on projected payroll. Meaning if they sign Mitch Keller to just another random year Through arbitration, this is what he'll likely make. Putting that together piece by piece by piece and coming up with 26 players is the point of that exercise. And that ends up currently, believe it or not, at only around 52 million. Why? Well, because mostly the starting rotation still consists of Mitch, Johan Oviedo, and multiple question marks piled up after each other, and on top of each other. That's the rotation. And that's where you're going to have to spend the money. Because barring some sort of surprise, and another first baseman, maybe a more expensive first baseman, or a longer-term contracted first baseman, coming into the fold, you're going to bring back Santana for roughly the same amount of money that he received this past season. And that was six million. Now Santana outperformed that contract, but Santana also got a year older. He's now 38. And every expectation since the beginning of time is that your performance is going to dwindle as you get physically older. So he'll probably end up with the same amount of money. That still only puts you at fifty eight. Let's say from there, and I really do. Field, there's a shot this will happen Mitch gets paid and I don't mean through arbitration I don't mean having anything to do with arbitration I'm talking about Mitch getting extended Mitch getting a real-life contract that eats up a year or two of his free agency that you make sure that you keep Mitch's best years in Pittsburgh I'd really like to see that deal get done and I'll say it once more, I believe, based on things that I've heard in recent weeks and months, that there is at least a chance of that happening. Don't laugh it off. You can't do that anymore after Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds got extended. You can't do that anymore. They've taken that license from you. Mitch gets signed. All right, so that adds another... Over arbitration, probably not all that much, meaning just for the 2024 payroll, but you're now getting up into the what? Let's add another four to that, and you're at 62, which is still pitifully low. And what are your other needs? Well, you're always going to go sign some bullpen arms. You're always going to pile up with... Extra pitchers. You don't want them to be 4A guys. You don't want them to be typical six, seven and eight guys on your depth chart, but that's usually who you end up getting. And they're not very expensive. So if you get yourself a, not even a Rich Hill, but like a Vince Velasquez or two, meaning the healthy version of Vince that they signed last offseason, what are you adding? Another eight million, right? Am I, am I? getting warm here because you're still only at 70. Now, I'm the one saying they should spend $100 on payroll for the coming season or otherwise they shouldn't be taken seriously. But I'm not in the room to see how much the TV thing has hit them, meaning losing their TV contract in the middle of the 2023 season with AT&T Sportsnet. If they end up taking Major League Baseball's deal, they're going to get 80% of that. That's a loss of revenue. That's real. If they end up cutting some kind of deal with the Penguins or trying their own thing, I I don't know how that's going to turn out. I do know that it's going to turn out soon, though. I've heard that. I still think you can hit 100. I still think you can get to 100 on the payroll. And that leaves, that's a pretty nice chunk of change for a couple of good starters, 10 million a year or 15 and 5, however it is that you want to break it down, go get some guys who can pitch horses who don't look at five full innings as the goal. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street Today's J1Q comes from Alan, who says, Hey, DK, I've been thinking about this for a while. Why don't major league teams have multiple hitting coaches? For example, Daniel Vogelback was good under Andy Haynes, but Brian Hayes had to go somewhere else to finally get his swing right. Wouldn't it be beneficial for an organization like the Pirates to try something new like that? Uh, Alan, it's depending on your viewpoint, Not new, and in fact, it's already in place. And when I say depending on your viewpoint, what I mean is it's depending on the degree to which you would take Christian Marrero's role seriously. Marrero is the assistant hitting coach. Now, you don't hear Marrero's name during the regular season, and neither you nor I would 100% know his role, his level of authority, and the degree to which he's doing actual hitting coach work, or if he's just the guy monitoring things in the cage while Haynes is doing something else. Follow me here? Because there are assistant coaching positions in sports, and then there are assistant coaching positions in sports, and that goes for all of them. Some are just clipboard holders, and some are doing legitimate instruction, and I've never gotten a great feel as to which one Marrero is. However, I will say that they did kind of casually move Mike Rabello from that role to third base, and I hadn't heard anything about Rebello in that regard either when he was doing that. But, again, to open up the team's official guide and look at their official hierarchy, you will see that they have an official assistant hitting coach already. Now, Derek Shelton also has a long history as a hitting coach. It's actually more expansive and more successful than that of Haynes. But as I've shared with people on this program for a couple of years now, Shelton does not behave in his role the way his predecessor, Clint Hurdle, did. Hurdle was a hitting coach turn manager, just like Shelton is a hitting coach turn manager. Hurdle openly would state, yes, I am very actively involved in hitting. And Clint would be right behind the cage next to whoever his hitting coach was. Unapologetically, unflinchingly. Shelton doesn't like to do that. Shelton doesn't do that by every reckoning, including when I've asked him. So what you have is a group of hitters who are coached either by Haynes or coached, taught, instructed, whatever the case will be, by someone on the outside or some combination thereof. Very rare is the player on the team who just hears from Haynes. One of them happens to be Brian Reynolds, and you can weigh into that whatever it is that you choose. But for everyone else, there's just multiple different voices and different suggestions, and it's, it's ultimately always up to the hitter to figure out how it is that they want to attack things. What I would like to see at least broached, if not outright executed, is, And this goes to your question, which is a really good one, by the way. Take the idea of the type of hitting coach that Haynes is, if you really believe in that, despite his results. And he's somebody who focuses on approach, laying off certain pitches, which pitches you should go after, and then having somebody else who just teaches them how to flat out put the bat on the ball. I don't feel like that's asking an awful lot out of anyone on that coaching staff. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.